previously on Sketchbook Podcast. Does any Texas band metal at Grand Nationals? And if so, how many? Wow. I think Vandergriff personally has the best chance at meddling, followed by a Leander or the Woodlands. I, I personally think that Vandegrift probably is the one with the best chance of meddling for sure. I think that that one, I think that everything in their package is built for mm-hmm. that memorable aspect when you get to, not that anything, God, you say these things and you're just like, no, you're wrong. Like in my head, it's like, stop it. Like CTJ is also put together yeah, to I mean, be they're, super they're memorable. They're all memorable. So is Woodland. So also is all of them. All of correct, them. And, correct. And, and Vandegrift with the, with the incredible music, program that they have and then just the sheer classy mature refined aspect of their visual program the creation of that aria character got those the geometric props are just mm-hmm. i i i think that they're the best they're, they're where my money is going to lie for mm-hmm. meddling does the eagle come back to texas this year it could well i think vandergriff medals mm-hmm. i don't think they win welcome to sketchbook podcast a discussion about inspiration and process with artists, creators, and designers. I'm your host, Daniel Mathoya Jr. All right, we ready to go? What's up? What you want to start this one? Sure, I guess we can just start with. It's been the most wonderful time of the year this past weekend, Mr. Montoya. Yes, it has, Ms. Barton. <laughs> Why don't we sound more excited about it? Because I think we're all still a little bit tired. It's I'm, a long marching band season. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. If you are listening to this, and by now you should know what this is. This is Matchbook, the segment on Sketchbook where we set the band world on fire with our hottest takes. Yeah, the hottest of hot takes. I did see somewhere today, somebody had posted, this is unrelated to band whatsoever. Somebody had posted that hot takes were comparable to unpopular opinions. Is that how you see hot takes? I don't see hot takes that way. I see hot takes as just our opinions and our thoughts. I think so, yes. I think you you do see people, hot take, um, whatever movie's not good, and it's a movie everyone thinks is good, perhaps. Uh, and maybe a hot take can be an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think ours are, though. Ours are the truth. That we keep it 100, as the kids have always said. We keep it real. Uh-huh. And unlike some people, keeping it real never goes wrong for us. Exactly. Never. Jenny, we just finished the grandest of nationals. Yes. The uh, second, that's right, most competitive marching band competition <laughs> in the world, the BOA Grand National Championships in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indy, if you will, at the oil can or... It's fine. You can call it the oil can. I'll let it slide, but it's the Luke. It's- Did you know there's a concession stand they call the oil can or something like that? Oil Probably. can eats or something Probably. like that? Yeah, that makes sense. They have a bunch of oil cans there. Didn't Did you see hear Luke any Perry. Sandy Patty this weekend? Did you hear her famous song, Indianapolis Indeed? <laughs> no. There's a song. That's a real thing. Oh Everybody God. look it up. I, Sandy you... Patty is one of Indiana's greatest musical talents. Uh-huh. Right behind Axl Rose, I think, is on the list of top Indiana musical talents. She has a song called Indianapolis Indeed. It's great. <laughs> I, I, you... They used to play it in the airport when you were... Oh, when I was, I, I have my head. That's been a while. That's my old. Do you airport. listen to that song while you're eating I fried pork tenderloin? Do not. Do you enjoy that delicacy? Of course. Because you're an Indiana, in, Indian, Hoosier, Indiana night. A Hoosier. Oh, a Hoosier. There you go. Oh, that makes more sense. That more that makes that tons of sense. 
Jenny, um, it was three, th- oh, it feels like more, three days of pageantry, yeah. Thursday, Friday, prelims, Saturday, semis, Friday, finals. Now, for those of you that are fans of us, we're not going to be doing four hours of this. Impossible. Um, no, well, we'll talk for four hours probably, <laughs> but you won't get it. You're going to get it in bite-sized editions. Um, it could be three parts, could be four parts. This first part that you're listening to will just be sort of an overview of the results of the whole thing. And then we'll discuss our favorite or just some non-finalist bands yeah. that caught our attention that we really like to talk. Uh, hot take. We didn't watch all 90-some bands we're not going to mention all 90-some bands. Sorry, apologies. If you want to read about what people thought, I recommend you go to the txbands.com. They did. They blogged every band. They saw all 7,000 bands that competed. They had wonderful things to say about you. There's some pictures. Um, go, go hook them up. It might be on the BOA site as well, but yeah. for sure, txbands.com. But, um, between, Those guys are awesome. They are. They did a that's, great job. That's some grueling endurance to make it, it through all of that that and then the photographers who are putting on miles of miles for photo for and photographing everybody so fast getting photos <laughs> up and not just texas bands but flow marching as well like yeah the the content and the coverage over grand nationals this past weekend was mm-hmm. incredible i wish there was coverage like that when i was marching in that event it took it seemed like weeks to get our Jawlesh photos, and I'm sure that there'll be more that come up that way. But I thought the on-demand coverage that mm-hmm. Flo gave and the commentary that Texas bands gave uh, was awesome. So kudos, mm-hmm. guys. Great work. Now, how did you feel about the audio that came through Flo Marching? Because you know we, yeah. we know somebody who does that, yeah. and uh, he's probably Several listening somebodies. right now. I, um, I think this is my hot take. Oh, I think it's really hard to get that right. I think it's really hard to get the fidelity to sound great because you've got, I was watching on my phone at Uh some times, people are watching on their TVs, on their laptops, there's so Mm -hmm. many different configurations, you're not going to get it right for everybody. Then you've got to go, okay, there's um, uh, Bishop Fenwick High School Mm -hmm. that has 16 people in their wind (laughs) section, six color guard people and all their percussions up front the whole time. And then you've got... Leander that mm-hmm. has 400 people on the field from front to back. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. There's no way there's too many variables to get it right. Sure. So I think some groups sounded great. Mm-hmm. I think some groups didn't sound super great, but yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily anything to do with performance. No, Where no, do you no. put the microphones? How do you set them up? It's really hard to do. And then if there's been groups that haven't been fortunate enough to be in a dome sure. to this point, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Indiana and Midwestern area folks that go to the Indy Super Regional or that do the San Antonio or St. Louis have been in a dome. So they know how to set up their electronics. They know how to do their EQs to make everything sound better in a dome because it's a whole different listening environment for everybody from electronics to yeah, battery. Sure. You know, they've, they've had some trial runs to make adjustments and some haven't. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of variables and you just have to kind of go hey, I'm getting this really awesome streaming service yeah. in my house from a thousand miles away. Yeah, yeah. And I can hear what's being played. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I really didn't mean for us to go nerdy about <laughs> this. We're going to get emails. You're talking to me. Emails. Everyone oh my knows. God. Golly. <laughs> I'm going to expound. Sorry. Send your emails to jenbarton at hottakes.com. <laughs> That's a new email address. Getting nerdy with it at hottakes.com. Oh, oh, white and nerdy. <laughs> With you, if you will, um, I will say I uh, I had a booth there for for general effect. Go check it out, and celebrated actor William Billions Pitts <laughs> came to the booth. I have never been more starstruck in my life. It seemed like you had a lot of celebrities coming I by there. I saw a moment with Tim Hinton, Tim the Tim Hinton, yeah, um, Dan Potter, yeah, John Pollard. It was Chuck Henson. It was. It was. It, it was, was the crazy. place to be. Did you serve hors d'oeuvres? And uh, I'm. I was the snack. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, William said that he's a huge fan of the show. Love that. Yeah. He listens to Hi, every William episode. William. He remembers the shout out we gave when he started his acting career I on know. Taking the Field. <laughs> um, he he was he's wonderful. He glows. He's radiant in in real life. Southern California is it uh, doing it does well something. for him. Yeah. If that. you ever have a chance to smell Will Pitts, um, do it. Make sure you ask first, though. Probably. No, no, no. Celebrities, Just go for it. celebrities Just go in. love when you get inside their personal space. Um, and and guess what? The scar has healed finally from the uh, Spartacus spear. Oh, that's good. Yeah, little, I know uh, he's really been struggling with that. It, you know, people think it was it was uh, like a design choice, and it, no, no, like like uh, Koji did not like Will, and um, he was aiming for his throat, and he just missed. So um, uh, prayers, thoughts, and he prayers, thoughts and prayers always to, uh, to William mm-hmm. Billion Billiams Pitts. Um, come on the show. Love that. That's right. Okay. So we, we have results and, um, I I should have mentioned this at the very beginning. I am an Austin, Texas native. You've succeeded going through the Texas UIL system. So uh, you have been, um, blessed. I have been, um, I want to say, no, that's not the right word. Inducted. There we go. There's the right word. I think that I've finally been inducted into being Uh from Texas at this point in time. Yes. It's going to get annoying for people that are not from Texas. <laughs> we're going to try really hard to give a bigger, oh, we're going to try mm-hmm. hard to give a big overview. I, yeah. But I think that anybody listening to this that's familiar with band probably knows, you know, it's going to be not uncalled for for us to no, talk about our Texas friends. Texas, the state of Texas just set a record that may never be beaten unless Texas does it again. Six finalists from one state. We're grand national yeah. finalists out of 12. And it, and it wasn't like six, like the bottom six. It was like all six got in there. The lowest scoring in finals was Round Rock at ninth. Yeah. There were three other, like, and obviously the top group was from Texas. But there was a, uh, there's a, a state dominance of yes. grand national finals. Yeah. And that, that, is, uh, that is not a, a subjective statement. Right. That's object, like, look at it. There you go. Nine from Texas, three from Indiana, one from Oklahoma, one from California. Yeah. Isn't that wow? Dominant. It is. Pretty it cool. is. And you know, and when you know, every year things shift. We have bands from Florida. We have other Oklahoma bands. You know, it it, it changes year to year. But six from one state. You would think that if you said six finals from one state, who are they going to be? Well, it's probably Indiana because it's in that right. state. It was not. Yeah. It was not. So, so that's a huge record. Um, and I don't know what the next record would be. I guess four, probably from Texas. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just. I think back in the, I mean, we, I haven't done my research on this one. I mean, there's been several times that there's been four, around four from Indiana mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. pretty pretty frequently. That was the right. case for a while, where mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. kind of the hotbed when you're looking at Avon, Center Grove, mm-hmm. um, Carmel, Carmel. What, Lawrence, the artist formerly known, known as, as Lawrence, Lawrence Central, Central is now yeah. Lawrence uh-huh. Township, and um, Homestead when they first started going again. Yeah, like, yeah. there's there's always been kind of an in and out. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I state results and national results kind of become foggy in my head thinking backwards. Because that Isma from as it were. yeah Isma. Oh, um, but yeah, I for think the, the mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. gotta say it like that. You do, and yeah, there. I think Indiana would be the next one that would have sure the, the a high number of finalists coming. And in. I think not to take anything away from any state, but if any state that is as far away from Indiana as Texas, California, Florida, if we all pulled in and got six, that's huge because. It is expensive to get to Indianapolis. As easy as the San Antonio Super Regional is for us to just drive to, so too is the Grand National Championships in the Midwest. You know, if you're four or six hours away, you're like, yeah, we'll just, we'll do it. 
Um, for us, it's a, uh, hey, Light. we're going in two years. Yeah. Start saving your money. Yeah. Um, it's expensive. Um, and, and I know that people in the Midwest, they understand how lucky, hashtag blessed, humbled, honored they are to have that event right there. Sure. Um, the same thing with DCI, same uh-huh. thing with WGI, uh-huh. you know, that's the, where the hotbed of everything is. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's, and this is going to be a, another podcast it for will another be. day. About, oh, I can't wait. You know, how can we get, gotta pump out it, the content, move it around and oh. make it fair for other oh, people. But, you know, I, there's contracts because the services, mm-hmm. the offices of all these organizations are in these towns. Mm-hmm. The cities offer such great. And I know that there was a whole conversation about WGI moving to Orlando and how that was mm-hmm. going to look and how it was going to work. The and Disney mafia. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's home. It would be really weird. I, I know that's not a good reason for keeping it sure, there, but it's sure. kind of like, wow, how, where, where else would it go? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're right. It's another conversation because everyone goes, just move it to Texas. So it's like, well, yeah, but then well, we have it two weeks before. Yeah, so. exactly. We have it. We have it for two weeks straight. We have San Antonio BOA and then state marching contest. We have two grand nationals. <laughs> anyway. Um, so let's recap for those of you who don't know. And if you don't by now, you should. Um, 12th place was Ayala from California. 11th was Union High School from Oklahoma. 10th Homestead, Indiana. Ninth Round Rock from Texas. The eighth place band was The Woodlands uh, from The Woodlands, Texas. Seventh place, William Mason from Ohio. Sixth, Claudia Taylor, Lady Bird Johnson High School Jaguar Band from San Antonio, Texas. Fifth was the Leander High School Band from Leander, Texas. Fourth, the three-time defending champion, Carmel, Indiana. Fourth place. Um, Third place, Hebron High School from, I think, Carrollton, Texas. Louisville ISD. Mm-hmm. I don't know the city, uh, but it's in Texas. Number two, Avon, Indiana High School Band. Number two, and the Vandegrift Band from Austin, Texas in the Leander Independent School District. Fiber strike. Taking home the Eagle. Now, <laughs> um, we both have the same friends, but let, let's talk about some fun trivia about um, Vandergriff, and then you will mention this fun, fun fact that we had talked about. I think Eric Cosman posted it. Shout out to Eric Yeah, Kaufman. yeah. Number one, did you know that Vandergriff High School is the youngest school from the time the school opened to ever have won BOA Grand Nationals? I believe they're less than 10 years old, if I'm correct. I, so I think too. 2010 might have been their year, 2012, 2011. It would be an odd year, I know, because they would have gone to state. So it's either 9 or 11. No, they won in 13. It might be 2009. 2009 might be the year Vandergriff opened. So we have had younger schools go to Grand Nationals. I think Kennesaw went in year three or four. Uh, Reagan has gone in year three or four. They opened in 99. They made finals in 02. 2009 is 2009 is Vandergriff opened. So 10 years, basically. Yeah. 10-year anniversary, they won Grand Nationals. 10 years from now, they won DCI. So that, that's the youngest school. Vandergriff is the only school in modern history, going back to at least 1985, to have won on their first trip right. to Grand Nationals. If you go back to the first few years the of Grand Nationals. The first year of Grand yeah, Nationals. obviously. <laughs> and, and those programs, um, I don't think they still attend, I think, maybe you know, Lake I mean, Parks and the Marian Catholics, but some of these other programs yeah. are old programs sure. that went. So you, you can count them, but Van, if you're looking like in the modern era of Vandergrift, so yeah, sure. so that was that. Um, for those Texas fans, only Vandergrift and Westfield High School have won the UIL State Marching Contest, the TMEA State Honor Band Contest, and BOA Grand Nationals, um, which is for us that is the, the biggest, trifecta that is that's that's the thing and for those of you that don't know this was a new thing for me too the tmea state honor band is a concert band award mm-hmm. so basically that is determining the best concert band in their classification in the state of texas correct and that's every other year just like yes. marching band and if you're wondering like oh blah 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 vandergrift played their honor band concert in, in february of this year and then they turned around and won honor band this year and they won state in the 5a marching classification back when they're 5a they're 6a now 
if they turn around and win a win six A finals next year, like like I'm pantomiming um, a mic yeah, drop. It's a it's a huge thing. And that would be that would be like I don't know that anyone could touch that. You know, Mark has won five years in a row, they've right. done all the stuff, but that would be the most amazing like two yeah. year run of a high school band in the history of yeah. Texas at least. Yeah, pretty uh, crazy. And as as Texas goes. Incredible. As we say. Um Vandergrift, uh oh, here we go. Here's a hot take. Undefeated versus Avon High School. Did you know that? Because they only competed against them three times. Well, um, Avon came to San Antonio. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. They a couple came years down. Ago. Yeah, wow. uh, it was last year, wasn't it? Was that last Testament. Year? Uh, maybe it was no, two years ago. Two year, two or three years. Yeah, ago. and uh, Vandergrift beat them. Uh, other schools have beat Avon, but they've never like only beat Avon. Yeah. And then Vandergrift went up and beat them three times in a row. Um, again, this is all objective data. This right. is not a subject. This right. is so. Um, there we go. Um, now. Why don't you share the whole Leander ISD yeah, thing, which the is whole, ridiculous. Yeah, well, it, it boggles my mind because I work in this district and and that opportunity was something, you know, pretty mm-hmm, crazy for mm-hmm. me to still wrap my head around. Right. But if you're looking at, and, I, and we're going to be balancing out BOA and UIL awards sure, between. Sure. So we're looking at the Texas 5A and I... Th- was is that three in a row or two in a row? Cedar Park has won three, three in, in a row. row. Okay, three, three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, the current... 6A champion from last year with Vista Ridge. Leander ISD, yeah. The current AAA national champion with Leander, the current 4A and overall national champion with Vandegrift. All of those those four schools are within one school district in Leander ISD up on the north side of Austin. Yeah, that is, that's, yeah, that's... Link, yeah. link. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying this because you're here, but there are other two schools in that district. Yeah. Um, one, Glenn, who's very new, third year, four year in existence. They made state marching contest for the first time in history. Yes. This is a big deal. Yes. Rouse made it for the first time two years ago and then scored their highest ever yes. at state and made their first BOA regional yes. at the Austin mini, mini, mini bloodbath, the right? Mini, mini slaughter. Yeah, exactly. So um, Leander ISD is reminds me of what Cobb County used to be. Right. Um, but... Cobb County has more bands and blah, blah, blah. But so Leander ISD right now is arguably the best school district for marching band in the country. Right. It's holding, it definitely is holding a lot yeah. of titles right now. Exactly. And then number two, nothing to sniff out. I would, you would say Louisville with Hebron, Marcus, Flower Mound. Like, um, it's just like, holy crap. Yeah. We, we do band. Northeast is great with Ronald Reagan, uh, Claudia Taylor, uh, Winston Churchill. Like there's these pockets and mm-hmm. you have the Dallas pocket, the Austin pocket, the San Antonio pocket, like... Here we go. So um, that, to me, that is and just... Well, and to have two schools from the same school district in Grand National Finals is pretty... In, yes. and, and the top five is uh-huh. is pretty crazy. Now, you can look at it in a more... in, in a different objective light where mm-hmm. every state or every area kind of does their school districts different. Right. So we have, you know, Leander has six schools mm-hmm. within the same district. Mm-hmm. But you can look at, um, you know, in South Carolina, they do it by county. But mm-hmm. then there's sub-districts within that county. So you're looking at uh, District Spartanburg District 5 is mm-hmm. Burns mm-hmm. High School, and we're going to talk about Ooh, them a Burns. little bit later, too. Um, District 2 has two schools, Boiling Springs and Chesney, within it. So you can say that it's the whole county, but then you have the separate school districts, or like in Indianapolis, you've got Carmel Clay Schools, you've got Center Grove Community School District. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's divvied up differently. So I think that you know, while that's super notable to have um, to talk about those title holders within the same school district, it, I don't know if that's really a, an equitable mm-hmm. comparison mm-hmm. versus every. I mean, it's pretty stunning. You can even say just the same town, right? Right. right. The same town has all of that, but. There are some school districts that only have one school, so there's no opportunity for them to even 
try to <laughs> to, to chase sure, those goals, but sure. it, it doesn't make it any less special that it's happening mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that area. Right, right. And and you know, we can that's a whole nother conversation. I know we just can cities and where they're at and private lessons and socioeconomic status, blah, blah, blah. Like we get it. Um but you know, I, I you look at the schools and not all the schools that come from Texas come from the like one percent, blah, blah, blah. Some of these schools are in the upper twenties, thirty percent of the quote unquote free lunch, which you know, in some schools, yes, are in the single digits, right. you know, but um, that doesn't take away from the fact that these kids still have to play in March, yeah. you know, all that other stuff. So, um, so that that's the fun fact, some fun Texas facts. Here's another one. We're on a six year cycle. I don't know if you know this. Texas won in 2007 with the LD Bell High School Band, 2013 with the Woodlands High School Band, and now 2000. 19 with the Vandergriff High School Band. Hopefully it doesn't take another six 2025. years. 2025. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And before that, I think it was the last time was nine, oh, 2003 with Westfield and then 1993 with 2003? Spring. Yeah, because we are. That was the name of the show. If you remember. I uh, think that was the year that I didn't go. Well, fans of BOA will remember that was the Sorry. worst year in Grand National Finalist history That's because they declared a champion. And oh, then yeah, didn't and then read was the like, results. And then, bye. And then, yeah, they had that <laughs> Have ridiculous a good night. song. Ranks. And then the mid- Midwest, the, the scores came out, and then you find out, oh, Reagan almost won Grand Nationals. And then you're like, what? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm glad they got rid of that because yeah. it's a marching, it's a competition. Yeah. Don't try and be like, uh, scores. Like, no, we want to know the scores. We, we don't pay it millions of dollars a year to just find out one person. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. So that that's the overview of this. Um, you know, we had the the the, the uh, caption awards. I guess we should have said that. In finals, the caption award for music went to Hebron, which they kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and by by nowhere, I mean Vandergriff swept all captions right. in four A and semis. Yeah. Um, visual went to Avon, which when we talk about Avon, we'll talk about why they won Visual. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then General Effect went to Vandergriff. Um, this is the overall finals. Um, in 4A, Vandergriff swept all captions. In 3A, Leander swept all mm-hmm. captions. Um, and then prelims throwing any captions because they're just trying to get the, the bands yeah. in there. Um, Jen, why don't you tell the audience what you told me about the combined judging panels from, from prelims to semis to finals? This is something really cool. And I'm going to give credit to Jason, Robin, Ryan, Johnstone oh. for also being... Recap, recap nerds, um, yes. $1 to both of you. I think we all come by it, honestly. Uh, the combined judging panel and prelims actually had the top 12 already correct. Um, th- between their numbers and over the two days, mm-hmm. the top 12 was the top 12 that made it after semifinals as well. Oh, okay. Um, so they called it, they, they basically called it twice. So yeah, yeah. Pretty, it, it seems like there was a clear line. I'm looking up at those combined prelims numbers to see what the break was between, I mean, two-tenths of a point between, uh, in prelims, Park Vista was 13th, Fishers was 13th in semifinals. There was mm-hmm. some there was some definite shuffling around after that line of 12 prelims to semifinals. Right. But that top 12 was, was chosen pretty much Friday night. Pretty so cool. I'm eating popcorn right now because... Mm-hmm. I like to re- eat popcorn when I'm hearing some fun talk. Um, tell me about this conspiracy theory. <laughs> or what? It's not a conspiracy theory. It's the idea that, you know, the 12 bands were picked from the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's like you can go, you can go about it one of two ways. And one way is they knew which 12. And so they just, you know, put down the numbers and made it work. Or you can say that the judging process actually works. And the criteria and the training process for the judges 
Um, that I think for me personally, I think it speaks more to the, the educational process that BOA and the other pageantry arts does for training their judges, that the sheets make sense and the, the evaluative tools. And, and we can, we'll talk in a minute more about how they choose the semifinalist bands we'll and class that, representation, that, yeah. mm-hmm. but looking at, you know, two days worth, two separate judging panels and mm-hmm. the San Antonio thing was in the, I, I, they do it the same way, correct? Right. Every other block. Yeah. So they switch the blocks back and forth. So it's bouncing around and looking at the prelim schedules, you know, Thursday, there weren't a lot of semifinalists during those first three blocks. And then yeah. you hit the former champions block Thursday night. <laughs> it's wild. Mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. try to get in one day, you know, you have to save your points for eight, nine, right. 10 hours. Yeah. Or I, mean, I don't know if you have to save your points, you, but you have to look at, you only constantly. have X number, but then you also have the next whole day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of tense in there that you can work with when you're no. talking about two full days. That's correct. Now, speaking of the judges, um, there are two panels and this is the all-star panel of like the who's who of judges and designers and teachers and whatever. The prelims one panel, um, Nolan Yeager Lloyd from here in Round Rock, Texas, Daniel Chipwood, Curtis Costanza, Marie Japinski, Nola Jones, Mark McGahee, Michael Gray, Chief Judge Gary Marker for both of those. The second panel was Travis Modison, David Morrison, Kim Corny Coon, Lee Carlson, Tim Allshouse, Wayne Dillon, Michael Stone. Seems like Prelims One was like uh, I don't know. Uh, both of those panels are are pretty outrageous. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get a better set of adjudicators yes, to, yes. to do this show. And I think uh, in the goal, as we have said, for those listening at home, get the right bands in the semifinals. Like right. that's that's what they want to do. You've got how many do we say? Um, Ninety one bands. There were 115 last year, so a little less this year. Um, but nevertheless, still a whole lot of band that went on, that went on. So, um, that's kind of the breakdown of the event of the week. Um, in terms of the bands competing, we, we had bands from all over the place. Like we said, California, Texas, uh, Florida, et cetera. A lot of first timers that kind of came in there, um, which was exciting, which was exciting. Um, now Jennifer, um, we'll talk about this in a minute, but, oh, my dog's going crazy in the backyard. Jennifer, you are an alum of a program. Yes. Uh, a very storied, one of the, the, the storied programs of the nation. And unfortunately, for the first time in history, they did not advance to the semifinals yes. round. Um, I saw them. They were a good band. Yeah, I was for sure stunned. I watched it too. And and my personal disclaimer, I was not in Indianapolis. I was taking mm-hmm. part in the flow marching coverage at home. And I was um, there in person. Right. So, so we have a, a two different little yeah. tactics here. And, but, but I play drums. So. <laughs> and, you, and you play everything. You're, you're the Lizzo Ooh, of the everything. world. You don't want to hear me play the bassoon. It does not sound good. Anybody play the bassoon. <laughs> We're going to get um, angry notes from double replays again. So anyway, no, continue. I love the bassoon. I'm just terrible at it. It's, <laughs> Most it is people a, are. It's a, it's a skill. Um, I, I, def, I saw the show, and what I've loved about the Center Grove, not only marching band shows, but the Color Guard shows too, is the the design is just very elegant, and it's not over the top. They've got props. They've got scaffolding. They have some of those visual tools, and played really well. I was really stunned to see them not in semifinals, not just because it's Center Grove and not just because it's my home team. Right, right. Um, it was definitely a, a a befuddled feeling for sure. Sure. And, you know, it's always shocking when a national powerhouse sort of misses, like when Plymouth... The same thing last year when Marion Catholic didn't make finals yes, for the first and, time and in their Plymouth history. missed for the first time, yeah. you know, Lake, uh, Lake Park started missing. You know, it, it, marching band is, is it goes, it's the ebb and flow, right? right. There's ups and downs, more programs come for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and the last two years, Center Grove kind of did sort of like that indoor wins kind of show. 
which with I thought the, was great. I, I last they should, year I, don't, I loved it. Was it was great. It was great. It was so smart and mm-hmm. it was so cool. And I loved the demand put on the individual performers to do, you know, the whole segment of the show where the woodwinds during the brass feature where they came out with swing flags and mm-hmm. it was clean. Yeah. And there was simultaneous responsive. I was like, okay. Exactly. These kids are having to do some very challenging skills on the field and they're doing them incredibly well. Yeah. I was surprised that they didn't do as they didn't score that as well. Score as well last yeah. year, and that was, I guess, that was my only, and that's something that Center Grove has always done is really challenged mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the paradigm is of what the performers do. I mean, yeah. even back twenty years ago, when mm-hmm. we had the color guard had to play instruments to be in the color guard, so they right. were in bands, mm-hmm. they were in orchestra, mm-hmm. so they had they were instrumentalists first, mm-hmm. and in the ballad section, they played the musical phrases mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. middle of the ballad. And that was something that obviously had never been done before. And that it interfered with our individual music score that day. And it sure. cost us a championship, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, numbers wise it did. Right. Yeah. Um, but that we center Grove always challenges what is thought of as what the performers can and can't do on the field. And mm-hmm, I, I thought, mm-hmm. I think they do some really cool stuff with the visual responsibilities, especially to For these sure. last couple of shows at last year, I thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. It was. This it year was, was I agree. cool too. Yeah, their show was called uh, Bridges or Greater, Greater Than, Than Walls. Walls. Um, and they did a quote unquote traditional marching band. Like they they did, they used the whole field. They didn't just use the little, um, the tarp yeah. and all that stuff. But I mean, you're a color guard, I'm a percussion. They have world class finalist groups. Yeah. Um, and the guard was amazing. Mm-hmm. The percussion was amazing. Yeah, the weapons um, did not play around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was, limbs. it was one of those where like, you're like, and when they announced the semifinalists, it's one of those where like, you don't even realize it that they, and then you're like, wait a minute. No, I looked over the list like four times. Like I scrolled back and forth and I texted, um, my oldest friend of my life, Andrew Eaton, mm-hmm. we went to kindergarten together and we were in band together and he works for the Colts organization now. Oh, and I texted cool. him and uh-huh. I said, Am I crazy or can I not read? Like which one of the like which one of these <laughs> well, answers both, is it? I'm sure, but... Pro- probably. Um, and he was like, "No, you're not crazy." Mm-hmm. Like, it was very strange, and that looking at the overall prelims results, I mm-hmm. guess I'm just going to go ahead and take the baton for the segue into right. how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually 33rd. Their their placement was 33rd overall. So if you're talking about the top whatever, that's not how semifinals is necessarily populated. Correct. And what happens is that they do, is it equal class representation? Yes. You can so, read and he's so got I'm, the verbiage. I'm going to read it from the program, which is the note. So what they do is they say the selection of semifinalists, 30 bands or more if necessary to accommodate participation by all classes will advance to semifinals. Um, so basically, here it goes. The 11 highest scoring bands in each of the two prelims, reg- uh, regardless of class, will advance. So that means the top 11 from prelims panel one, top 11 from prelims panel two. So that's the top 22. The next eight score- highest scoring bands determined from all remaining scores from both ones. So... So far, that would take you to the top 30. So basically, you have to top top to 11 from each one, top eight. But then if one panel is higher than the other, um, then more from that one will come. Then the two highest scoring bands from each of the four classes from each prelims, should they not already be among the bands selected based on criteria. So, you know, 4A had probably the majority of them. Right. Leander. Their scores are going to be the yeah, highest. Leander's Leander in 3A. Got, they got in on merit. Um, um, obviously, they got in the finals on merit, too. But um, I think, you know, a couple of the 3As got in. But then, you know, Marion and some of the other groups. So they have to get in two from 1A, two from 2A. Two, you know, they have to do that, which then pushes your bands that actually outscored some of these other bands. Yes. And that pushes the other bands. And that's that's a that's a, a thing BOA wants to do. They want all they want inclusion by all classes. 
Um, but it's unfortunate for a program that's like, but I scored higher than these bands. Because right. you mentioned that a program that did advance to semis scored 20 some odd places lower. Yeah, they were 54th. Than Center Grove. And they scored 10 points lower than Center Grove, but yes. they were a 2A band. Yes. Which allowed them to move on into semifinals. Correct, correct. So that that's how semifinals was picked. Now, there were 38 bands. I'm sorry, they were actually a 3A band. Oh, okay. But they still had to get in on class representation, correct? I guess so. I'm, yeah. just, I'm scrolling up through this here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so you have to have class representation, and that's how Because that they happened. were sixth overall in their class. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's how you get the semifinals bands. Now, we had the most in history at 38 bands. Now, we want as many people to perform. We want we want to get all that. But let's let's just say it. The first band performed at 6.15 a.m. The gates open at 5.45. Now, Jen, you know this. If the band performs at 6.15, when does the official warm-up begin for them? I think it's at 5. 5? Five, I think five, it's, five? it's at least an hour because mm-hmm. it's a 45-minute warm-up. And you're already down in you're already down in the bowels mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. stadium, so it's not like you have to walk super far, which is nice. Yeah, and you're, or in the convention warm, center or whatnot. Yeah, uh-huh. It's yeah, I think it would be five. I know five. that their parking lot arrival time, um, Milton's parking lot mm-hmm. arrival time was four fifteen a.m. Four fifteen. So if you're a if you're a director and you are, if your arrival time is four fifteen, let's just be let's say that you're in the hotel that's downtown. What time do these kids wake up? Well, if they're downtown, yeah. I probably two. Two. Now, do you know when the results were announced? Oh, it was like almost midnight, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You don't sleep. And 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 again, this is not a knock on any of that. This is we're just laying the facts out. Like yeah. that's really ridiculous. Um if if you're trying to promote, to use their words, a positively life changing experience. Well, it is life changing. Yeah. Um, but you don't go to sleep and then you perform and you then you go to sleep. You know, and and you perform for your parents, which you do all the time. Yeah. And and but I, I, it just seems like, and again, I don't have the solution to this. It's you know. one of those things where I don't know if there is a solution. There, you know, yeah. when you sign up, correct, that it's a possibility, and you may know, you may have an idea of where you might fit in mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. I know mm-hmm. I've known before, like looking at the day or like yeah. we all look and we say, all right, who's mm-hmm. on our day or who's on our panel and kind of giving like you look at their scores for the last couple of weeks and you mm-hmm. give yourself a little like fake ranking. It's like, well, we're kind of in this little zone here. Right, right. So that means we're going to be in the next four from, you know, we're in that next four. Right. So we're either going to go wicked early or wicked late. So maybe you don't go. Like I don't, I, they interviewed the Milton band director at sure, finals and, I, didn't hear and I only heard the second half of his interview. So I didn't hear if they, you know, if I was in that position, I may or may not have gone to the awards or maybe mm-hmm. thought about what the schedule is going to look like. Cause I think Correct. they, did they perform on Thursday? I don't know. But so they may have gotten some rest and all that stuff was mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. their favor, but you have to think about how you're going to get in, but kids rise to the challenge Yeah, for and sure. they, they, they are going to take whoever's they if will. It's an empty stadium. And I've been that first on in semifinals at WGI where we showed up at, at the, um, the right state, Right. Arena, arena and it was locked because we were the first <laughs> ones there and i'll tell you what like that morning was like one of my most special memories mm-hmm, of teaching mm-hmm. because it was just us just us doing our thing and i think that that's probably how they feel but you know it's it's not a it's not a happy pleasing amenable schedule to anybody when you're looking at getting awards at 12 and being back on 
on site at 4.15. Now, you don't have to show up at 4.15. No, you can, no, Just no. as long as you're there for your warm-up, you know, it's... Sure, sure. But finagle but, with your schedule. But but when you you know you look at it and you're like, oh my god, you're playing this and you're doing this. Like it it, it yeah. it's a daunting. Yeah. You think about it. You're like, oh, I have to do that. And and you know again, there's not a solution other than going to like a four day event, which that's a you know whatever you make BOA Grand Nationals a week long. But you know WGI does it. Um. So so that that was a a huge 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 thing. Um. So that's. Wow. Um, Mahler is being very protective of this you know podcast what? today. Um, let's see what's going on. We'll be right back. Okay. Now, one Eric Cosman posits that we should take 14 finalists now into Grand National Finals. Ay, ay, ay. But then you're talking about even earlier day. However, what if we didn't have three college exhibition groups? That's a fair point. And, and there's nothing wrong with the college exhibition groups. I yeah. my, my school has gone. I enjoy them. It's a great recruiting opportunity. We get to see it. It kills time while we're waiting for results. But right, but there's a there's an ex there's a class there's always going to be a class exhibition band at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there, uh, yeah, I mean, there's two exhibitions at the end. That's a half an hour. That should Correct. be enough time to get 12 scores. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, you know, and in, in depending on the year and depending on the strength, you know, Marion and Tarpon were always making finals on merit. Right. So you only had one exhibition. Yeah. Now, depending on the year, depending yeah. on the, you know, it, it, you could have, but I think, you know, you have three exhibition groups. If you just said there was four this year, wasn't there? There, I was, think there was a college four. first, and then um, mm-hmm, Estel mm-hmm. performed, and then Marion and somebody else at the end. That's right. There that's were four. right. That's right. And there was, Semis were done at what four thirty five. The awards well, were done about then. Well, what's funny is like they were done like four forty five, and they had to clear the stadium because you have to switch. Yeah, you like, had to reticket, and then they had to clean the stadium because uh, I, I was in the stadium the yeah. whole time as an exhibitor. Yeah, they have to clean the bathrooms real quick. So I think I don't think they opened the gates till five forty five, but but still an hour. Yeah, and, then, and I like, think that that's I think that's a tall order when you're talking about custodial responsibilities correct. and re getting re tickets. Yes, in. and and you know kids are taking pictures on the field and all, like it's it's a yeah. huge huge ordeal. They can't start any earlier, but we take fourteen finalists at super regionals. And we have, yeah. you know, in Texas, we had 80 something groups. Sure. Why are we not taking 14? I mean, we did take 13 a yeah. few years ago when Castle and. Then you'd uh, have to take less into semifinals. Oh, would you? Oh, I think wow. so. I mean, if hmm. you're talking about adding more, mm-hmm. that's, that would be the variable that you would never take any more than 30. Oh. Don't push it. To, co- so to cover class representation maybe so so deeply but I, and then that's that even takes us all the way back to uh, San Antonio regional where mm-hmm. no 5a you know it's like well then so if all of the schools are going to be 4a and maybe you know if we're talking 30 mm-hmm. you're talking let's see how many 4a bands I don't know well are you, you know those fa- those fabulous smart people at horn rank are going to help us the nerds um well, and that's a conversation I had with somebody who will remain nameless unless he or she wants to come on the podcast and talk about it. Where are the small bands? Is Plymouth Canton? Are you going to go list Panther them one by Creek one? Panther Creek made it. I'm just, I'm going down the list to see. Oh, a semifinalist? Yeah. Okay. So Center Grove was the first 4A out because Panther Creek was the last 4A in. That was 24 4A bands out of semifinals. Out of the top Out 30. of the top because the, then the rest are class reps and then and then i it's it's not going to be as easy to it's not no. going to be as easy to look it up because but you're I saying mean, 20 you said 24 24 yeah and then the t- out of the top 18 only one of them leander was non 4a 
Uh, Marion Catholic was 17th in semis. I'm looking at prelims My bad. to determine semifinals. My fault. You got it. But um, but my point is apt. But, yeah. Right. So, yeah. You know, it, it, I, I, you, how it's what makes it most fair or most equitable. Mm-hmm. One thing that's going to make it more fair for these two groups or these three groups is going to make it less fair for these groups over here. Correct. So, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, I think it's a conversation. I don't think it's a, a bad point to have 14, mm-hmm. especially when you're looking at the super regionals mm-hmm. with less attendees, having more finalists. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have 12 in San Antonio, St. Louis oh, and Indy. God, can you imagine And that? watch that go down. I mean, what, <laughs> this, yeah, this is like the 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 question that never ends. It's it's a Sophie's choice of yeah. which kid do I <laughs> let go? <laughs> oh, right, God. these two band. You know, do we park? No, who are the first two out? Fishers, Fishers, and Ayala. Oh, uh, Lawrence Town, the marching pride Lawrence of Township. Lawrence Town. Yeah, so those two would have got would in. have made it in, but then those last few groups, those last few one A's that uh-huh. made semis due to class representation wouldn't have gotten that. Right. So then there could be more of an argument and Park Vista is I'm looking at school size here. Park Vista is a four A mm-hmm. and Fisher's is a four A. Correct. So you'd be sacrificing one A band's opportunities for four A band's opportunities. In, a, in semis? I'd, but but in agree, finals. In well but I don't I guess it's I know, I know. I think we're it, just saying that, you know, if you got rid of the exhibition of the marching of the college groups, yeah. you've created time to allow for two more finalist groups to get in. You're not sure. taking bands out of semifinals, you know, the class representations, all that other stuff. Um, and But, you know, Marion Catholic was 17th, right? So they're 2A. But if we took 14, that doesn't change anything for them. But then you look at the next ones were 21, 22. Those were double A. Yeah. You know, the highest single A was 33rd with Bourbon County. That was your 1A champion, yeah. right? Um, 33rd. So it, it it's for smarter people than In us to discuss. prelims, they were the 31st. Okay. Bourbon County was yeah. 31st. Um, and I'm sure that we're not the first person. I'm sure there'd be a way they're thinking about it. And they probably talked about it every year. Like, how do we do this? What do we do? And blah, blah, blah. It's an endless conversation that tries to get as many students, as many performing opportunities as possible. Right. Yeah. And someone is always going to be on the negative yeah. end of the stick. It, it's awful. Like I, I know that a lot of people think and talk and discuss this. Sure. Sure. And every year I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to revisit again this week too. Of course. To try to figure out because it's like, yeah, 6, 15 a.m. That's yuck. It's bonkers to make it all fit in one day is a lot. It's a lot, and I mean, imagine they do the they do the semifinals draw now with that. You know, you've got the class inclusion kind mm-hmm, of up mm-hmm. and at the very beginning, at the very end, right. and then you have the top the the next eight yeah. or the next four or whatever it is is the next ones in, and then like the twenty two that are the top twenty two sure, are sure. all in that middle zone. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. if they're going to make finals. They're going to be in the middle of the day. So there's like, remember at San Antonio, Marcus performed at 615 and then did finals that yeah, night. Yeah, so, it was, so it was less of that. There's a little bit of consideration at nationals to make it sure. more conducive to the people that are going to be going on to the nighttime. Correct. But correct. But still doesn't make 615 any later. No, no. The, the <laughs> clock is still running. So, okay. So we, we've talked about what happened and what the layout of it is. Um, and we will discuss the finalist groups in the following parts, but 
Let's talk about some groups that we saw yeah. that we enjoyed that were not finalists. Yeah. Um, why, why don't you start us off here? Well, I'm going to kick off with my absolute favorite show that I watched over all three days. Oh my God. And this was Lake Hamilton High School from Arkansas. Arkansas is a that, state in the union. Yeah. Yes. Their uh-huh. show was called Where I Belong. Aww. And they, it was... First of all, it was very adorable. The color guard costuming was precious, great colors. They used different patterns. They pulled out a picnic, like a picnic um, gingham mm-hmm, picnic mm-hmm. blanket that they pulled out. They played country roads. They played all, like, but beautiful arrangements of the music, the, um, like the sense of Americana behind mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was just so, so appealing. The costume and flag designs, I just appealing, charming. Um, a couple of cool moments. They had a lot of texture moments in their staging that were really nice. They had pods that dissipated in a sequence to start their ballad that mm-hmm, I loved. Mm-hmm. And then they had a, like a fly, not a flyover, but like a pullover that was designed like a quilt that pulled over the band at the very oh, end okay. to isolate one of their color guard and their, I think it was a flute soloist that had some mad dance skills, girl oh. snaps to you. <laughs> and they went back to their little front porch home. I was just very, sometimes I'm multitasking when I'm watching because it's middle, or it's winter guard season is starting and there's middle say. school recruiting and there's oh. lots of things happening. So maybe not a hundred percent invested, but that show I couldn't take my eyes off of because I loved it so much. It was so great. And I was so happy to see them make it into semifinals because their performance in prelims was just absolutely charming. That's awesome. Lake Hamilton High School from Piercy, Arkansas. I don't know where that is. It's in Arkansas. Yeah. I've been to Arkansas like a few times. Yeah. I don't know much about it. Driven but, through. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I did not get a chance to watch too much of prelims and semis. Um, as I was working there, I made a deal that I would watch all of finals live. But other than that, I had to work the booth sometime. But I made it a point, it was appointment viewing, to watch the artists formerly known as Lawrence Township, yeah. the marching pride of Lawrence Tarnsh- uh, Township, Harlem at midnight. Um, all my friends, the nerds, shout out to the nerds, said, you have to go see the show live. And it was it was everything that I had yes. hoped. It, it was it was fun. It was fun. And um, they call the mu- they say the music from the Harlem Renaissance. And they had an MC, a Masters of Ceremonies come out, one of their, their soloists, the gentleman, and he was talking to the crowd and kind of doing, I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to do that and kind of get them hyped up and get them going. And then they just like jammed the house for the next eight minutes. There was a lot of really good jazz this weekend that I saw. Mm. And they, I think that Lawrence Township was the the best one for me. Uh, like the energy of it was mm-hmm. super fun. Mm-hmm. And for me being an old Indiana person and knowing the artists norm- <laughs> formerly known as Lawrence <laughs> Central, mm-hmm. they were always so very refined with their musical selections. They, they yes. tended to gravitate towards the more classical inspired soundtracks mm-hmm. and, um, more more even orchestral instruments one of one of the most notable and i think that they won grand nationals with this show was called first chair yes and it was all about that individual musicianship and that classical treatment of their Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. their music book and so to watch this i was like okay they're they're coming up with this new identity that's super fun and in the jazz vein too, another indianapolis school ben davis um one of the more unique music books that I watched over the weekend, putting Mm -hmm. together the planets and putting together all sorts of different musical textures on top. They had this tenor sax player that was insanely good, Mm -hmm. insanely Mm -hmm. good. I know we're all going to talk about CTJ soloist, but this, this young man was incredible. The whole last minute and a half, maybe even longer than that of the show was centered around his skills. Mm -hmm. um, And Mm -hmm. that was another one of my notable shows too. a wonderful color guard that's taught by David Crook. Um, who moved over from Lawrence Township a couple of years ago to start that Ben Davis Color Guard program and revitalize it. But 
they had an amazing performance too in semis and prelims, but that saxophone player, right, right. Some good jazz. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was great. And for those that aren't aware, it used to be Lawrence central and then there were other Lawrence schools. Right. Mm -hmm. And then due to the way things happen in, you know, in places they, they consolidated and became the marching pride of Lawrence township, Mm -hmm. which I believe Lawrence township is the name of the school district probably. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. So I don't know how they select the kids. I don't know how that all works, but um, you know they they they've done some some fabulous shows as the Marching Pride. The the, the one that sticks out is the Lamp Show. Um, yes. that was what three or four years ago. Yes, I yeah, love that, that one, show too. That was a that was a fun show. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that's that's the one that I I was like I have to talk about the Marching Pride. And in fact, when I was working the booth. The soloist walked by and I like ran after him. I like fangirled over this teenage boy. I was like, you're amazing. I know you know it. I hope I just wanted to tell you that yeah. like you you stole the show. So fun. Yeah, he was he was great. The whole group was great. I enjoyed it. I hope they I, I imagine they're going to continue on this type of show that they're doing. Um, I hope they do because they do it really well and they were almost in finals. Yeah. So good for them. Good for them. Digging in. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, I'm going to throw throw some love towards one of the smaller bands, LaSalle High School. LaSalle. LaSalle. Um, such a fun show. And I know we talked on our UIL podcast about how with small bands, mm-hmm. the creativity and how fun those groups can be, how fun their shows can be designed. And this was one of them. It was some rock music. They were dressed up a little bit like... Um, You'd imagine some Led Zeppelin inspired or okay. Queen inspired costumes. Nice. It was a super fun show, and that color guard had hands for days. They had an days. incredible Weeks. male soloist, mm-hmm. but the rest of, the rest of his teammates too. All of them, man, just really outstanding performance, and I enjoyed watching that whole that whole group. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to see what class they're in. I think that they're two A, but they I, look, they, they're, I they're could be making band. that up. LaSalle High School from Cincinnati, Ohio did a show called Untethered, and they used Master of Puppets, Funeral March of a Marionette, Imagine, Wake Me Up, <laughs> and When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, that that's my kind of uh, rep list right there. That's a lot of fun. They were a single-A band. They That doesn't surprise me. I'm yeah. um, looking at their photo in their program. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. It was very fun to watch that show. The Color Guard was very good. Showing them some love. Yeah. Some love. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. What else uh, What else stuck out to you? Oh, Jenny man, B? there's so much. It's well, th- it's the most wonderful time of the year. So it it's is. Hard to, it's hard to get through. And I know right now we're talking about... Um, prelims and semis here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed plymouth canton's show a ah, little yeah. bit of a different <laughs> what no just go on because the eagle they had the eagle oh, on the I, field. yeah i like i'm gonna get there i was sorry, like sorry. i'm gonna get there i'm um, sorry go on and we all know that plymouth canton has a rich history especially in their visual programs and there it's kind of this this a surrealist show they had these great backdrops that would rotate and change colors and change artistic designs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it was just it was wild the colors of it were just beautiful the color guard was incredibly engaging they had an awesome soprano sax soloist as well and then the end where it was just like my jaw was on the floor they come out with the like the trophy looked good like the bottom the base of it enlarged it was two scale of (laughs) of heaven's perch Uh and then the girl i was just like i can't this is amazing (laughs) i I was so i was absolutely generally affected by that moment and then she comes off and runs i was Mm -hmm. like this is great i mean it's exactly fitting into what their program was about but I, I really enjoyed just the artistic nature of the design, of the prop design and the colors and all of that together. It was just a really beautiful show. Yeah, the show was called Amid Surreal Night's Dreams, and they used a lot of music I've never heard of, but some music that I did hear of, so good for them. <laughs> yeah, Plymouth has always 
I mean, Plymouth has the most, in my mind, the most uh, iconic game-changing marching band show in the history of the world with their 1999, um, 1984 show, the Music for an Orwellian Era. So Plymouth has always been one of the programs that has pushed, go like, what if we just tried this, screw it, let's do it. And then they win. Or And those were some good years where Center Grove and Plymouth Canton were kind of going back and forth, um, pushing the envelope. I'll say it, Jen rolled her eyes when I said 1999 because they beat you in in Grand National. I wasn't there, they? they beat my brother. Oh, but you won. You got your ring. I did. She's wearing her ring right now. I am She's not. She's flashing it literally. That is a lie. She's my holding it in front in of me like a, like a newly engaged woman. <gasps> oh, my God. It's somewhere in a memory box. John J. McCenter Grove is rolling over in his grave right now. How dare you not have your ring? God. It's like state... Mar- did we mention this on the podcast? Or at state marching contest, all the guys who had, had one state were wearing their rings. <laughs> I even said that to John Pollard. He goes, oh, I won multiple rings. I won a new, wore one new one every day. I was like, yes, we know you won. one for the thumb. That's right. We know that... All right, yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> is John Pollard the Tom Brady? No, that, that Amanda be, Drinkwater is the Tom Brady That's true. state one marching for the thumb. contest. That's right. I love that. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. Some bit, was yeah, I mean, it was looking back on it, it's like those were some pretty cool times where everybody was sort of pushing each other to do more mm-hmm. unthinkable things. Yes, yes, and and it was a time when um, I don't want to say that BOA wasn't worldwide as it is now. The presence was different, right? And so they were like, "Let's just, let's yeah." Just it was do always stuff. a big deal when a Texas band would mm-hmm. come or a California band would come, yeah. or you know, when Broken Arrows started regularly coming or when Tarpon would come into. It's like, oh wow, there's somebody not from the Midwest. This right. is cool. Yeah, they're, they're bringing, they're buying and jackets for like, the first time. They're seeing yeah. a snowflake for the yeah, first exactly. time in their life. <laughs> yeah, those poor Park Vista kids, right? You know, they're like, we were in shorts and flip flops yesterday. Um, you know, the, the the one thing I'd like to say to wrap up sort of about semifinalist was, I told you it's going to be annoying. Semis was excellence on display when you heard Vandegrift win all three, because I didn't think they were going to sweep the caption awards. I think we thought they were going to yeah. win music and then it was going to be, and then it was like, bam. And then Leander, I think Leander had, a, a, I don't want to say an easier path, but I think that one was going to be the obvious sweep of 3A. Um, and both of them just, they swept their captions and then all six advanced to semis and they right. advanced to finals, which we're going to talk about in the in the following parts. But the semis was... Yeah, the, the second place AAA band was Milford in 39th place. There you go. So... Um, there was a, a bigger, a way, a, 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 that's a sizable break between first and second. So note to all you 3A schools out there that want to go to Grand Nationals, I'm, I'm, I will say, I've said it multiple times. Your odds of making Grand National semis or finals performances are greater than making San Antonio final. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's a lot of bands, and I won't name names, whose directors were there this weekend, scoping it out and going, yep. I'm going to play twice if I go to Grand Nationals. And this is not a knock on what's there. I'm just saying, um, what, what we, we've had programs miss San Antonio finals and make Grand National finals. It's happened to Bowie. It's happened to Round Rock. Prosper High Prosper. School mm-hmm. has done this. Um, it um, if you compete at San Antonio, you can compete at Grand National, right? And and this is not new from us to say that this yeah. is, that's why we keep saying that Grand National is like the second most competitive, and that takes nothing away from those who make finals and nothing from those who win Grand Nationals. Sure. But you can you'll play twice if you if you can compete in San Antonio, you're going to compete at Grand National. Yeah, oh for sure, absolutely. So, um, anything else you want to say about overview prelims oh semis bands? I have so many. Oh, go so, on. Let's I mean, do it. I don't. I mean, that, Miami's bird why... color guard ridiculous. Um, they have a, a 
a Mozart show. Great colors. They they're, had another. Yeah, they had another the great woodwind scene. sax or a, a great saxophone solo. But Miamisburg Color Guard was just ridiculous mm-hmm, in that prelims mm-hmm. performance that I saw. Loved that so much. Beautiful costumes too. So. Shout out to the work going on with Heather Graham and the Miami Bird team. And they advanced to semis, right? I think so. Yes, I, I, yes. They did. Were they on on uh Because they, they're a double A school. Okay. And they were okay. 19th. Oh, so they, they advanced on, I don't want to say merit, but they were not a class rep, basically. Right. Oh, and they actually were first in prelims. They were above Marian Catholic. Really? In the class, Yes. Uh, by wow. two points, just uh, just shy of two points. Gotcha. Miamisburg from Miamisburg, Ohio. Ohio. Their show, The Promise of Spring, featuring the music of Mozart, Stravinsky, and Debussy through the musical lens of Andrew Markworth. Boom. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also loved Park Vista. Um, from Florida. Yes. Florida, I think they pronounce it that I way. Just, I'm a big fan of the prayer cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just all, they had a, an incredible vocalist that uh, they had Hallelujah, ah, um, uh-huh. Leonard Cohen, and the um, the prayer cycle worked together. It was, I think the show was just called Hope, or it was something to do, the, the title was something to do with a message of hope, or I'm looking. it might just be hope by itself. Really creative use of tarps around the field to pull it together into sort of... And that was the gold tarps. That, yes, that I, came I, pulled into a flower at the that end. That was, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the name of it was. And you're like, it was a flower. The show was called Hope Is. Hope Is. Dot, dot, dot. Got it. And it was all kind of based around the... My love of it was, you know, the visual design was cool, but I loved all of the music as well. Mm-hmm. They did the uh, prayer cycle, Give Us This Day, Bamaslanka, Hallelujah. Um, it says by Pentatonix, ugh, var- barf. We uh, Jen rolled her eyes too. This is not a comment on this program. It's a comment on the Pentatonix. That's right. <laughs> Send your hate emails. And then Church Window is by Alterino Respighi. Love. Yeah. I just so love that music. So Such a yeah, great package. All the music's great. Um, just unfortunately, the Pentatonics did their version of it. Overproduced, overhyped. Well, a little bit maybe more mass appealing, I suppose, when you're going to put it into a program. I don't how, how I'm just shooting out there. Uh, I don't know. Leonard Cohen. I mean, why? You know, what's the other guy that did the Hallelujah? Buckley. The one, Buckley. Like those two. Those. We don't need to mess with like perfection. Like, oh, let's do an eight-part jazz harmony part to do it. Like, oh, you know, it'd be worse than a Pentatonix version of Hallelujah. We're getting into some really hot takes now. A everybody. Jacob Collier version of Hallelujah. That's right. You don't like Jacob Collier? I despise oh, the music no. of Jacob Collier. I love Jacob. Oh my God! We'll do a podcast. And he'll, okay, he'll come on. He goes. Eh, I just wrote a song April here in the 29th. in He's the kitchen be playing in for. Oh well, that I know where I'm not going to be <laughs> April 29th. Oh my God! Oh wow! Oh that I, I should find this. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! I, I you know what? Um, okay. This is worth it. I'm going to find this. Somebody put it into words. It was so eloquent that I I said I want to. That's what I'm going to say. Whenever somebody says something about Jacob Collier, I've mentioned it to my friend. And they're like, yes, because I, I have a fellow, a few, a few fellow haters. Okay. That's what we'll say. All right. Um, there is no doubt that he's musically talented. Sure. Arguably the most, like, he's intelligent on another, another level, yes. right? But um, I just, I don't like jazz, the jazz. And I know that, I don't know if he's Live jazzy. jazz hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just not in it, uh, into it. But, but, you know, and I watched his, his tiny desk. I know this has nothing to do with BOA and everyone's going like, oh, they've either shut it off or they're listening closely because they want to hear what I'm going to say about it. I wish I could find it. I should just like save it on my phone. Right. Um, so that I can locate it very quickly. And if I have to, I can edit this out and make it go much quicker. But, um, I just, uh, I just don't dig him. He's smart, but I I don't want to say like he's too smart, but why does he need to 
put every song in all 12 keys to show you how he can get from one key to another. I just don't understand it. I'm, I cannot find this. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I just don't know. I, this is the best, hottest take that I can find, and I can't find it anymore, and I'm very upset about this. So send your emails to me if you're like, why don't you like Jacob Collier? And Yeah, um, let's move back on to more positive Jen doesn't like about. Jen likes Jacob Collier. <laughs> I do not. I'm sorry. It's fine. Jacob. Shout out to me. Okay, what does she got here? Um, I loved Harrison as well. Mm, the aliens. Yes. Area 51. The Area 51. I thought, you know, alien shows are not new for sure. Correct. Um, and we can talk back to Franklin from Tennessee that had the like the super iconic big tall green eyed aliens on sticks. I, they were in they were in finals, right? This was three or four years Harrison, ago. Uh, this is no Franklin. Franklin, sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they were in BOA finals that year. Yeah. Um, if not, they were very, very close. But sure, sure. You know, alien shows aren't new. And Harrison did it, you know, with the Area 51 twist where they had uh-huh. the military look and they had the camo. So they have their uniforms, their the band proper uniforms that they've had for a while that have like a circuit board kind yeah, of on them. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. then they added the, the drape on the side. The color guard mm, costuming was mm-hmm. in their school colors with the camo. And it was this whole like, and, and such a, a bite out of the zeitgeist as it were with this whole raid on area 51 right did yeah. they you know that was going to happen because i think that's so interesting that is it's so meta that if because if, it happened in the middle of the season that's right that's it all right. happened in september that, i bet they were hoping so, something yeah. happened <laughs> maybe they start oh my god conspiracy theory those kids um, they knew it yeah and they break the aliens out in the alien suits but what i loved aside from the visual and the entertainment of it i love the way that they used the x-files music and theme weaved throughout there the back half of the program it was really smart and really cool how that got into the mark because it's it's not the world's most complicated musical theme or musical comp- composition you know right, if, you, if right. you've watched the x-files you know exactly what that sounds like sure. you're hearing it in your head right now that yes i can't sing that high right now and i can't really whistle but right right, um, right. you know exactly what i'm talking mm-hmm. about and it I do. was woven into their overall orchestration in a really really cool way i liked it a lot i agree i found it all right, we're going back to Jacob Collier. Okay, good, great. Unpopular opinion. Collier's music derives pretty much all its aural appeal from extended harmonies, and apart from that is formulaic, predictable, over-orchestrated, overproduced, and poorly mixed. Yikes. Yeah, I feel that way about pentatonics, except they're not, like, smart. They're just overly orchestrated, yeah. produced poorly. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to get tons of emails. Mike Bishop loves Jacob Collier, I think. So he's going to, you know, like, ooh, hey, Eagles. Well, good. I have a friend on my side. Fargo's. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. Something like that. Yeah, Harrison. Harrison, fun band. Shout out to Josh Ray and all the staff over there. They've been a, a nationally known powerhouse concert and marching band for for a long time. It's another one of those Cobb County, yeah. you know, um, um, flex groups. So sure. yeah, that's a, that and a, a, and a former grand national finalist as well. Yes. I, I think this might be the first time they didn't make finals. Um, they first made it in 2007, I think 2008. So yeah, it, but it's a, it's a testament, <laughs> um, to how hard this one was. Yeah. This one sure. was tough. Yeah. What else you got? Um, and then I'm just going to get to my last shout out for James F. Burns high school. Burns. What a fun, fun. Uh, well, they're always, their design of their shows is always just super electrifying. Um, they, the choices that they make musically, they've got Jay Bocook as an arranger, which doesn't hurt. Um, he makes some pretty exciting charts for them to play, but it's always this sort of a genre of music and a genre of visual design that makes it very exciting to watch. And the development of the program over the years has been continuing to push that sort of 
high octane program and yeah. this show this year was based uh, around kind of taking the blue coats tilt theme they sure. had the field tilted with the tarps which was really cool i right, mean right. a logistical nightmare so props to you guys for doing well. that and then combining <laughs> that with pinball and music from tommy mm-hmm. and what's so and i had to watch because in watching it in prelims and in semifinals i was like how do they do that? Because the <laughs> it's a, basically a couple of games of pinball that are played throughout the show. They've got sure. the bumpers. They've got the little yeah yeah. Uh-huh. What are these? I what are the, the, fla- uh-huh. the flip the flippers? Flippers. Yeah, the flippers? I think flippers is the they right. They have word. all of the components of a pinball game, except it's kind of skewed on its side, so it's tilted. But it's you know you're normally looking at the long way of the pinball machine, but it's horizontal to fit the football field. You can't just move the audience to the end yeah. zone. That would be very generally effective. But um, they played a couple of games. So the the pinball, there's a student in one of like a big silver ball that runs around the field and plays right. the game. Yeah, yeah. And then it falls through the bottom. And, but then there's another one that pops up in the back. And one of, I think one of the band parents, somebody posted a time-lapse video of oh, the show. Really? And it's like another kid pops up. They had a second ball that comes down the little chute that comes through. I was like, how did they get all the way over there? I missed... The ball, like running back around, they had two. So there's, there was a little bit of magic that made that happen. But really creative use of, um, they've used this, this that central circular stage a couple of times mm-hmm. and just a different mm-hmm. way of using it with the lights. That a lot of good playing, good marching, some great stuff going on with the color guard and just bright colors and great energy. Super fun to watch them come up. And, and their, I think their highest grand nationals achievement in prelims they were 17th after prelims oh wow so i think that was one of if i'm i could be wrong because they made some runs back in the 2000s as well at grand nationals but that might be the highest placement that they've had in their history after wow. prelims so and that That's was a day that they woke up uh, i think they probably met at school i remember 7 a.m usually they rode all through the day thursday oh. checked in at the hotel and then performed thursday night at 10 o'clock they were the last ones on oh. and just really, they really threw down and, and mm-hmm. earned that spot in semis with their highest competitive result yet. So shout out to all my friends at Burns. Yeah. Awesome job, friends. Brian Bone with one of the coolest names um, in BOA as a director. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Um, can you believe that just talking about the overview and the uh, non-finalists took us to an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we got, yes, I can believe that. And we have 12 bands to talk about. I know, right. And I still I didn't get to talk about Fishers and how cool their Candied oh, Sweet. I mean, I've got a list. I just, you didn't we're get at to an it? hour. I've got Candied Sweet, which was awesome. The costume it was, change it was the color guard. I remember saying, so I saw the, the kids walking through and I was like, oh, it's like. And they M- come on the field with the candy man. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm here. Like, you've got me in the palm of your oh. hand before it's even started. Is that your favorite candy? <sighs> what? Uh, what's your favorite candy? Oh, I can't pick one. Why not? Because I like candy. I got you. Snickers is my favorite. I like Sour Patch. I, I maybe Sour Patch Kids. Oh, whatchamacallits. I also oh like gummy, gosh. like the gummy frogs and gummy whale sharks like that have like the, the little marshmallow on them. I like the, the sweet and sour gummy, uh, the, the straws, or the straws, the belts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, so Fishers, yeah. you like, you, yeah. you, we can, I mean, can talk, that's why we did, we're doing this in four <laughs> parts. You have so notes, long. she has a whole I, I, yellow pack binder here. Yeah, because my main time was prelims and semifinals. Well, that's that's Jen's time to shine. Yeah. Look, that's why it's in, that's why yeah. this will be now probably four parts. All because of me. No, well, people want to, but here's we want to give the people what they want. They want Jen's takes. They want Barton's things. Oh, they do. Well, Barton Springs, Barton's things. <laughs> I got you. Flo Margin didn't use. I got that you. Idea they, that we did not. So. We did not. Well, so we Fisher, ran out of time in our. But can Fisher's, you imagine if we would have been able to both talk about our own things during that show? Oh my god. Deanna would have. As she would have somehow found a way to send us a howler like they do in Harry Potter, and oh, not just all caps. Wrap the, it up. The screen would have gone black. It's like you've been cut. You've been cut off for an hour now. You, we just let you talk. <laughs> let you the talk. lights turn off. We're like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, no, no. That. Fishers is another program that is on the come up, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's been a, 
a few years of them making the, the decisions and the they, they got close last year they were yes. two off one off uh, in that in this same little neighborhood so they're in that yeah. you know they're, they're and their percussion program has been did, did they win WGI last year the color guard won scholastic open i know i think fisher's won concert Okay. I believe. Yeah. So I, I knew they that they have a percussion. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they have a really strong percussion mm-hmm. program. So mm-hmm. they're getting all the right people in the right places to be the next big up and comer in the indie area, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm sure. The, uh, and Lake Central was like that for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Right on the cusp. Um, I'm sure when they saw that six Texas bands were coming, they were shaking their fists because it's like, oh, if only four came. No, right. You know, but, but sorry, you know, we, we like our state. We like our band. I'm eating some more popcorn. It's fine. You can eat some more popcorn. Go for it, Jen. Um, also, Ardry Kell. I think this is their first trip. They're from North, the Charlotte area of North Carolina. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. 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 So it's what Kell? Audrey, Audrey Ard- Kell. Audrey Kell. I think th- I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure this is their first trip to Grand Nationals. I really appreciated. Um, they had those huge chairs, kind of reminiscent of the overthrown mm-hmm. chairs that mm-hmm. we used a few years ago. Yes. It might be the same ones. The design looks similar, but reupholstered, repurposed for their program which was called where evil reigns and they use the music of shostakovich lana del rey be still my heart thomas bergeson and lord because of royals i'm sure they played royals Royals. yeah Yeah. it was a really cool musical package uh, a lot of really cool staging things there's a moment about halfway through where the color guard is kind of following the leader around a clump of the chairs and it's this lengthy build to all the flags being on side two just a really smart way of creating some texture and some staging moments. I'm really proud of them for that performance that they gave. It was really great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always it's always nice when the new groups come in and yeah. they, they have a good show and yeah. they, they have a good showing and you know yeah. And then the last one that I really thought was cool was Forest Hills High School. That's mm-hmm. from they're from Cincinnati. They're actually a new school. I believe this is only their second year of existence. Huge band. Yeah. Huge band, and they did sort of a. Uh, an inspir- a show inspired by Alice in Wonderland that used right. that used <clears throat> some of Tarpon Springs playbook mm-hmm, with some of the mm-hmm. voiceovers and some of the vocals and some of the 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 pieces of the story that were put together. But I ha- does it have how many people no. are in the band? What's so funny is the show's called Lost in Wonderland. And they're so new they don't have a picture of their band. <laughs> it's just like the Forest Hills band's logo. Yeah, this is their second year. Um, th- it was just a really cool show. Um, they have two platforms on either side, you know, they're doing the whole story Mm -hmm. with queen and the Mad Hatter and everything. They had the red stage on side one and the white and blue on side two, and just lots of really cool drill charts and really cool moments done with two different colors of flags. Uh, They had like a red and black checkerboard and a white and black checkerboard. And the way that that was orchestrated was just really smart and cool. So, you know, these new schools popping up and coming in and, you know, you can even talk about that with Mandegriff that they're a relatively new school coming in and being (laughs) successful, but Uh you know, Forest Hills second, year coming in and making a really great showing at at Grand Nationals. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, as we wrap this episode up, we want to give a shout out to Eric Cosman because it is 12.05 p.m. Central, and he said, I still have 10 hours of driving left. (laughs) Need that matchbook in my veins. You can do it. You can do it, Eric. You'll you'll hear this probably as you pull into Austin. You'll be like, (laughs) oh, God. Um, Yeah, well, I'm sorry that we didn't start recording at 6 in the morning. We're not not semifinalists here. It's true. That's right. That's right. Wow. That was a lot to talk about. Yeah. And guess what? We're not even, <laughs> we haven't not, even talked about the final. Not even yet. touched it yet. So, okay. Well, um, we'll probably put the outro somewhere around here. And then um, 
where we're going to keep recording, but you'll get the parts. We're, I'm going to upload all the parts just one after the other so people can listen at their leisure. But um, Jen, why don't you take us home on this one? I, you, I thought that you were going to have me end and I thought about thinking about it and then I <laughs> forgot. So I don't have a really good outro other than it prelims and semis incredible competition not just excellence but excellence from top to bottom from all of the states that attended shout out and i wish that we could talk about every group because every group had incredible performances from one to 91 those memories that the kids make so worthwhile that was wonderful thumbs up yes thumbs up you did i don't know the most wonderful time of the year for every attendee we'll see you in the next part This episode of Sketchbook Podcast is hosted by Jen Barton and me, Daniel Montoya Jr., and edited and produced in Austin, Texas. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SketchbookPod, and to send us questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.